Yes, it's your old pal, the Crypt Keeper. Howdy, folks. I'm Sleazy B. Martini, entrepreneur extraordinaire. Hi, this is Doc Bradley. You're listening to Quality Time. This is Curtis Armstrong, and you're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time Podcast. And you're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time. The dangling thumb. And you're listening to Quality Time Broadcast. And they paid me Quality time. Uh, we're back once again. It is St. Patrick's Day week. Excited. I got a fine scotch and a barley, and uh, I don't know what else is going on here. Having a good time. Scotch is from Scotland. It doesn't make sense, but we're here. We're better than ever. I'm one of your hosts, Mr. Eric Woodworth. I'm joined by my blood, my brother, Jeremy P. Woodworth. Jeremy, how are you, sir? Not who are you talking about? Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I don't know. Who could this bad Irish accent be? Soccer hooligan. <laughs> what, who? Scott? Soccer hooligan. <laughs> I'm drinking and I'm ready to fight anyone because <laughs> I'm Irish. <laughs> and I love my special stereotype and fighting. <laughs> I don't even. I, I Remind me who Scott O'Hoolahan is for our listeners. Soccer hooligan. That's my name. <laughs> It's just like you're just a guy. Suck a hooligan, and I'll fight anybody that tries to touch my penis. <laughs> I like that his stance is like, I let anything slide, but you try to put your hand down my trousers and you ain't getting it back. <laughs> I'll have sex with you and then beat the shit out of me. I, I'm asexual, so you never, no other human hand has ever touched me. <laughs> All right. Even though I might have sex with a man, I'm still thinking it's a woman to keep it going. <laughs> All right. Well, that's great, and I love it. He, he's a great addition to the band U2. We're also joined by the very lovely, the very talented, the on guard, Miss Ashley Pontius. Ashley, how are you? I'm not Ashley. Oh, my God, Ashley. Who's, who's on the program? Oh, it's me, Sinead O'Connor. <laughs> I fucking hate the Pope. <laughs> oh my God. Sinead, you grew so much hair. Oh, you look so much different than from which, that Prince song you ripped off of, which was your biggest hit. Yeah, nothing compares to me. Um, I can't... <laughs> I can't. I can't wait to shave off all my hair, and I'm not just talking about me head. Oh my gosh, she's grown out her bush to the size of a beanstalk. 
Holy mackerel. Wow, amazing, uh, amazing gift you have there, Sinead. We're glad to have you on the program on the St. Patty's Day week. Uh, you know, not a whole lot from the Woodworth world of comedy. It was rather uh, bland this week for the most part. I did have a show last night where I did get to see the great Justin Schlegel. Let me tell you, uh, he claims that he does not like to do stand-up anymore and that he is not. But this motherfucker had a little bit of a murder set last night uh, shout outs to this bit he's just wrote that is it's good he talks about people who are like hashtag he's like i have a, a, a sister-in-law who has likes to hashtag everything You're like i'm sorry i'm just i need i'm bringing police brutality to the front hashtag this and you're like oh that's that's cool he's like i'm just trying to bring awareness i'm just trying to bring awareness he's like i hope that you one day go to Baltimore City, get shot, and a cop comes up to you, sees your bleeding wounds, and goes, oh, are you shot? Yes, yes please help me. And he's like, oh, oh no, I'm just here to, to make you aware that you're shot real quick. I'm here for the awareness par- portion of it. Here you go, real quick. <laughs> and then take a picture of it. It's a really good bit uh, that I did not do justice to, but uh, yeah, it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a good one. I liked it. He also abducted a child last night and on stage and said that his name was Maximilian Schlegel and did that for 25 minutes. And uh, yeah, that was it, was, it was a good time had by all. There was a kid at your show? Oh, yeah. There was like a 15-year-old kid in the front row, and Justin abducted him uh, and brought him on stage and says, what's your name? It doesn't matter. You're Maximilian now. (laughs) And you are moving to Annapolis. What's your allergy of choice that you'd like to have? It was a good. You're gonna eat blue chews for breakfast. Oh, there was there was a blue chew Transformers reference every five seconds, as if it were currency. So good times. Uh, I did enjoy that, but um, I did. Uh, I I don't have any other stories. You know what? I give it up to to the floor at this point. Uh, Ashley, I mean, we've we've heard about your situation, but I know you've been on some uh, a hot bender of shows lately. Tell us about what's going on in the world. Yeah, um, I did a show Thursday night that ended up going really well. I headlined that. The only thing I find like kind of funny was one of the hosts of the evening was like super kind of sloppy, drunk, very useless. And when I point out to him that I'm like, "Hey, you're missing one of your performers. You might want to go. <laughs> I don't know." find him he goes oh i know you're trying to be helpful you're such a good fan he's like who are you here to see and i go this is wild i'm your headliner uh thanks for knowing who i am (laughs) oh man there's nothing like showing up to a gig and then immediately like uh hey could you actually go bust these tables i'd appreciate it real quick (laughs) well I got mine in later because I asked the audience who's single and he's one of the only hands that went up. And I was like, ew, no. <laughs> so, oh. I was like, I'll just go home and fuck my Amazon vibrator. You're disgusting. So I like, I also like out of the headliners, you're the rumple stiltskin of headliners. You know what I mean? Like say my name thrice and I, <laughs> I'll give you back the gate lightning gig. <laughs> and he, he couldn't do it. That's how 
Rumpelstiltskin word. Anyway, um, well, that's good. I'm glad you fucking crushed it. Your car made it, Ashley, which has been a bit... You've been telling me about... So just to <coughs> describe yeah. to you what Ashley Pontius's car looks like, it looks like at one time it was... Uh, it just escaped a relationship with a Ford F-150 that drank a lot and really got rough with the car. It just looks... It's got a busted eye. It's held together by... It has structural zip ties, Yes or yes? Um, I'm also going to say my car looks a lot like Eric's dick. Okay. It's short, it's small, and it's barely keeping it together. So. <laughs> oh, I, I, I totally agree. Um, I always looked at it, I was like, man, if it were only that big. But the... Um... But both, have, both have had a beat down put on them by a female. Uh so, but but your car has made it through. But you you literally play roulette every time you leave the house now with that thing, right? Yes. It, it, but here it's even better though now, boys, because now I can absolutely keep people from riding with me. He's like, hey, can I bum a ride? I'm like, I don't think the car can handle us both. Sorry, <laughs> I, I think she can only carry one person, and it's me. It's the never ending story, and I'm the only one riding Falco. <laughs> <laughs> what if uh I, what if instead of that as a contingency plan some would say you know your uh, a, a prudent decision at this point would be perhaps cut two holes on each side passenger and driver right in like the floor mm -hmm. and then when it finally breaks down then like you get me or jeremy in there and we have to scoop we have to uh flintstones you to the next uh to the next game on my car yeah that'd be cool right well, my hope was my tax return was going to buy me a new car. <laughs> it's not. I'm getting no money back. Oh, so. well, that's, hey, but you didn't get money taken away, huh? Nope, just my dignity. So. Wow. Well, that's what that's what the government does. It just blasts us in the ass, and then, uh, you know, but we get all these wonderful benefits, like the I ability. I for the government. <laughs> But I like that we pay all these taxes. You know, we have all these, these benefits, like we can get health care whenever we want. And, um, um, you know, the roads are in perfect condition, so we can always drive on them. And, uh, I mean, school systems are really... Wait, we don't have and any of those And when your boyfriend stalks um, you, you just wave a paper at him. <laughs> <laughs> so all that fun stuff. Uh, hey, well... Looks like the government's really blasting us in the ass right now. Uh, but hey, um, it, you know, it could always be worse, I suppose. Um, but you know who will really blast you in the ass? Jeremy. What's going on with you, there Jeremy? You go, big dog. What's going on in your world? Uh, I'm trying to go on a, a, a record of holding it down a job for seven days in a row. Holy shit. I, um, my, my supervisor was way too honest with me and how my uh, upper uh, management really does not like me and thought I was too slow and uh, made really disparaging comments about me like oh I can see why I can't hold down a job um, other other little things that really just kind of demotivated me and just made me want to say fuck it uh, at the same time my supervisor has obviously had some sort of uh, criminal record and probably spent a good amount of j jail time uh, and that did, that, that seemed, didn't seem like anything anything to be minded of, um, except I think it was the fourth day 
one of the other coworkers came up to him and, and did something. And when he said something to him, he fired back, you ain't going to do nothing. <laughs> that point, um, that's when my supervisor got in his face like he was really going to fight him. And two other guys had to step in to hold him back. Oh. So while I'm, I'm like working with the saw doing, I'm just kind of glancing over like, I don't think you'll need my help. I think I'm just going to keep working. I'm just going to pretend as if, you know, I don't need to step into this, um, this little clusterfuck that is. <laughs> uh, so either way, uh, by the third day, I realized I hate this job and, I pretty much don't care if I get fired because I hate these people. So yeah, fuck yeah. Either way, I support you. Well, that's good. So, well, we always have quality time to fall back on, which is good. Um, so I, could... I'm glad that they held back for at least two days to show what unbelievable assholes they they are working at this place. So well, especially with the petty micromanagement, by the third day, I was like. Oh, good. Well, turn this up a notch because I would really like to get fired now. So, <laughs> please. Uh, oh, did I not clean up every little little bit of sawdust yesterday with the last fifteen minutes, which I spent till the absolute last fifteen seconds until I had to leave? Okay, it still wasn't good enough. So, you want me to stay another ten minutes to clean up and make sure? Okay, got it, got it. Perfect. Gotta love that. No, you don't want me to stay extra, but you want to complain about it when I don't stay extra. Got it. Either way, you, you want to just complain. Got it. Complaining is is. I'm sorry, Jeremy. Hey, it ain't nothing. I mean, it, they, <clears throat> they, they their own fault for their own bad management. So, it's their own fault. True. That is true. You know what? The world needs more managers. I've always said this. Um, uh, that's a good one. <laughs> I, always... I, think, I think the highlight of the highlight. Uh, Eric. I think the highlight of my week was when the, the the manager came to my supervisor. He starts talking to him, and as he goes on and on and on, I'm standing there like, "Okay, everyone, can get back to work." And, and then finally, he's like, after five minutes, like, "Go, go, 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 uh, go." Uh, clean up something i was like okay and then he commented to my supervisor like i can't believe he was just gonna stand there and do nothing while we were talking I'm like well you're the one that stopped the work so unless you wanted me to do something else you're you're the fault that i wasn't working because you're talking to my supervisor it's not me not <laughs> me you motherfucker fuck you fuck you Ugh. so so uh Anyway, I mean, we talked enough about the happy stuff. What are some of the bad things about the job, Jeremy? Straight <laughs> uh, uh, dates and um, made uh, 40 hours. How so. much are the, uh, at, truthfully, I mean, we've heard about some of your past jobs and stuff. What is the level of fentanyl use at this job? Uh, I'm sure that um, probably half of them smoke weed, but... It's it's very on the DL. So well, I feel like weed. See, you you still live in this time where weed is bad. Weed's weed's cool now, though, Jeremy, and it's, it's decriminalized in most places. It's decriminalized in Maryland now. Well, if anybody's if anybody's anything harder, I can't tell, and I don't know people well enough at this job. But it wouldn't be surprise me if they did. <clears throat> I'm not going to call anybody out or think I know of anybody. I, so I think we'll be finally be okay when we finally get recreational meth because, you know, I'm not a regular one, but sometimes I like to party and stay up all night and try to scratch the spiders out of my skin. <laughs> <laughs> 
as you uh, do, as you do. Um, I will someday I make enough money to buy drugs. Hell yeah. I'll get uh, listen, Jeremy. Well, for your birthday, I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you hooked on some fucking heroin. It'll be good. Whatever I can die on the first time, that'll be great. So. Well, no, no, no. That's see, that's the easy way out of drugs. Oh, that's right. We party with Narcan now. Party Fuck with yeah. Narcan. Party with <laughs> That would be cool if they made Narcan commercials that said, "Hey, you like to go party, but you're worried you're gonna OD." Narcan. I'm rally. And it's like no consequences <laughs> for doing drugs. When- <laughs> When you think you nar can't, remember you nar can. <laughs> it would be great if they made Narcan like those commercials like for Viagra and Cialis and it's just like it shows him like walking out of a nightclub. He was just like <laughs> he's like, I just did eight hits of Molly, <laughs> but now I'm getting my second win thanks to Narcam. <laughs> and he's like walking out like, Oh yeah, I'm feeling great. <laughs> Another thing, like when also I party, I just like to put a giant tube down my throat. So if I vomit, I'll still be able to breathe. <laughs> that is that is true. It's like drug bulimia. Pump my stomach so I can do more. <laughs> um, I do have an honest ash. Oh, uh, well, you're in luck because we're ready for that right now. Oh, and it's about that time again for another segment of Honest Ash. And here's Ashley Pontius. Oh, hello, listeners. I sometimes pee on the seats of my enemies in their bathroom and don't clean it up as revenge. This has been Honest Ash. (laughs) Join us next week as we hear about more piss that people have sat in here quality time and honest ash um it's funny ashley that you mentioned that um so yesterday i went to go help tommy simbazo okay with his floors mm-hmm. and um Tom- <laughs> i love that background noise yeah, yeah it's a- i'm so sorry i'm so sorry do you know what the best part of that was my apologies i shit you not it was a souped up smart car <laughs> Does that- sorry, i'm not even can't even make it up at first, I thought it was like added on music to the end of your honest ash music, which made it funnier. No, it was a smart car that said suck my dick on the sides. And that's that's what it was. <laughs> now, that's smart. Um, I couldn't believe it. Sorry. Go ahead. So uh, I was helping Tommy out yesterday with his floor. His mom was there uh, just to come and supervise and say hello. I do love Miss Lear. We have a we have a flirtatious relationship and Tommy hates it. So um, we are. uh talking and stuff like that and tommy mentions that he he uses the bathroom downstairs and he's just like i can't piss on the seat he was like why he's like because my dad one time maybe caught me pissing on the seat once and then he came in and then made me sit on it (laughs) so so tommy tommy had a real life trauma of that when he from pissing on the seat as a child his dad made him sit in his own piss okay so but tommy's mom he's like he did not do that he's like oh yeah ma i just made that up to be funny (laughs) (laughs) which was a very fun and awkward situation now flash forward to later in the afternoon we're helping we're putting it together and um 
uh, Tommy uh, hands me a Sharpie to do a little marking and I'm done with it. I'm like, hey, can you hand me the cap? And we can't find it. I was like, we, we need to find the cap right now. And like, I was like, we got to we gotta put the cap back on the Sharpie. We can't leave it undone. And I was like, and I realized I was like, oh yeah, I'm kind of stringent about that because uh, my dad definitely came home and beat the fuck out of me for not putting a cap back on a marker once. <laughs> I, it unlocked a core memory of just like, oh yeah, I left that magic marker out once and dad got really fucking mad at me. So I always have to put a cap back on a marker after I use it. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize that's where the story was going to end. I assumed you're going to be like, yeah, my dad was mad about the marker. So he shoved a marker up my ass and maybe sit on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, dad called his penis the marker later in life. Um, so um, the... <laughs> Jeremy's laughing Ooh. uncontrollably. Ooh. Right no, 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 <laughs> Eric, it's called a Sharpie. <laughs> <laughs> so, anywho, um, that's that's it. But we're here on St. Patty's Day week to enjoy another St. Patrick's Day so that this week we can once again bring you another installment of the Leprechaun series. One that doesn't have Jennifer Aniston but still does have the wonderful Warwick Davis. Also, the first Leprechaun movie that went straight to video in 1995. That's right. We're talking about Leprechaun 3. And uh, I think I'm going to say it right now. This is one of my... This is where the whole Leprechaun series takes a turn. This is where we get Leprechaun on the in the hood after this. Leprechaun in space comes after this. This is the first truly silly Leprechaun movie. And I'll say out of the silly Leprechaun movies, it's probably my favorite out of them, for sure. Um, I, don't, I don't hate this Leprechaun movie. It gives you a little bit of everything. Uh, it also happens to be the great Warwick Davis's favorite Leprechaun film, which I think... <laughs> does have some bearing on uh, my own taste for it as well. You know what? I actually, as much as I like the Leprechaun series, I own the entire series because I'm psychotic. Um, <laughs> I actually I actually prefer and I'm not saying they're the same, but it, I feel like there's almost a similar vibe and maybe you'll agree with me. I'm more of a Wishmaster series fan. Oh, Wishmaster is so much better than the Leprechaun series, 100%. But, but, you yes. can, but you can see why I make the comparison, the idea of, like, making wishes and they 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 turn on you, that type of thing. That's why I feel like they're very similar. No, I, I draw the connotations. You know what it is, though, is the Leprechaun is kind of uh, a little bit more of a charming character in the same way that uh, Robert England is Freddy. He can be the only Freddy because he has a charm sure. about him. I think Warwick Davis as the leprechaun has a similar charm, not as much as Robert England in the Freddy role. Uh, and the Wishmaster has slightly better movies. Maybe isn't as charming, but he does have a very cool voice. Uh. Um, I feel like I'd... God. By the way, the first Wishmaster... Uh... Baby Wishmaster would be uh, Vern Troyer. Oh, yeah. I, I do remember that from our Wishmaster oh. series. If you go back, Vern Troyer was the little infant version of uh, of the, uh, the Wishmaster. Wishmaster. I just feel like I'd rather fuck Wishmaster than the Leprechaun. Really? You, so you're sexually attracted to the Wishmaster a little bit. I think I want to fuck a demon. Oh, you mean like all makeup up, not the actor who plays it, whose face looks like uh, yeah. just ha has been hit by every moon rock. The Baltimore 
Yeah, his his face looks like the Baltimore Beltway. It's just nothing but potholes. Um, yeah. but, <laughs> I'm like, is this 695? I feel like I can read Braille with your face. His, fa- um, his face has destroyed more suspensions than the Beltway. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> like Steel's white brother. She's like, hey, just- you, you want to ride my face? And you're like, I don't know if I, I do I need to replace the brakes first? <laughs> His face is so uneven. I want to drive an anti-COVID mandate convoy on it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck yeah. So so the Leprechaun comes out. This is the first direct-to-video movie. And I I do have something that I didn't mention last week uh, when we, or I think it was two weeks ago, the History of Violence episode. I forgot to mention this because we were talking about VHS sales. Because VHS sales, we're in the mid-90s. They're still booming. DVDs haven't really taken off into full effect yet. But uh, just a quick correction from the History of Violence episode. Uh, History of Violence was the last movie that actually got distributed widely on VHS just so everybody knows oh, wow. that. so it was the death of the VHS uh, as a mainstream format right after that so we'll get to I'm ex- I'm glad that we invented a new uh, medium for media that my dad could yell at us about how to take care of <laughs> it, it was like rewind your VHS's and now it's like Swear to God, you scratch that fucking disc. These are like $30. Yeah. How many times when you guys have a DVD, do you just leave it out but face up so that it's it dust just settles on it? You're like, well, it's not getting scratched, but it's still a pain in the ass because the second you take a cloth to that thing, it leaves little mini scratches all over I can, it. I can tell you the first three DVDs we ever own, not to derail us too much, but boys, here it is. Everest and IMAX. From like 1999 or 2000. Oh, brother, where out thou? Ooh. And I shit you not. Tribulation, which is part of the Left Behind series starring (laughs) Gary Busey. (laughs) I think the first DVD I ever owned was a... It was a combo deal that you could buy. I think Dad got it from Best Buy, and it came with the movie Twister. So I, we got Twister oh. and our first DVD player, all it all it as a combo. And I feel like Twister. I've never Pretty looked good. at the sales for Twister. I imagine that's got to be one of the wildest, like hot selling DVDs that's ever been invented. Right, yes. right behind Jerry Maguire. Um, so. Uh, I love. You guys ever see uh, everything is terrible in their series of collecting every copy of Jerry Maguire on VHS and DVD. So they collect them, uh, and they have now they have a, a brick and mortar store. I think in the middle of Ohio, where the entire video store, the only thing they sell are copies of Jerry Maguire on DVD and VHS. The walls. It's they're structurally made out of the movies that they've collected over the years. It's all, it's all VHS. <laughs> it's all VHS. Okay, okay. Never a DVD of that. I just like thinking about the idea that when the DVD first came around and how exciting it was. I don't know what it was going through my dad's head. Which, by the way, today is Papa Pontius's birthday. Um, oh, happy birthday, Papa! Can we? Can I name drop first name yeah. on this? 
I didn't see. I sure. didn't hear. Okay, yeah. Happy, hey, happy birthday, Doug. I'm very excited. Happy birthday for you. I've got a Sean Hannity book being sent to your house as we speak, and I am excited about it. Signed. Stop it. Signed by Steven Seagal. I hope you're ready. Uh, okay. So, so, so that's why it's funny because I just, I think about the fact that this technology was available to us and we were so blown away that we could watch movies this way. Yet, the first several movies purchased make looking back make no sense. After the ones I already mentioned, he would pick up things like Firestorm, starring Howie What's His Face, who used to be a, a football player. Yeah, Howie I think. Long, I remember. Firestorm was a that was a movie. Bad movie. <laughs> that was a movie my father decided to buy because it was now on dvd so there's a lot to process uh in the in the media change it's very strange and i'm glad that uh leprechaun was a part of this well leprechaun leprechaun 3 uh, is important because in 1995 it was the top selling vhs of 1995 so uh it, no sure it was the top direct to dvd to uh, VHS. Uh, yes, it was the top direct to Oh, I was going to gonna say, Jesus Christ. I was like, I will kill myself on screen right now. There's no way it would have beaten out Armageddon. Well, I th I think something that you forget about, and maybe Ashley, I, I don't know how familiar you are with what the what the 90s video store was like, okay? So the 90s video store was, was a wonderful time, a blockbuster and such, but I, I like, if you ever went to, the first one I ever went to was a local one in the Oakland Mills Shopping Center. My very first rental was uh, Leslie Nielsen's uh, classic, Ooh. Not Naked Gun, it was a, a movie called Dracula Dead and Loving It. And that was my first ever ever rental movie that I rented by myself with my own card and picked up after school. And I took home and I watched that movie, and it is one of the worst movies I've ever rented. But it is always fun. There was something about horror that was special in that section because it had its own section where you'd walk by and you could you knew nothing about the films, yeah. just what it looked like on the on the cover of it and they always had a little sticker on it that was green that said horror uh on it too that would like separate it from the yeah. it they almost treated it like pornography um and, and that was cool because you were allowed as a yes. kid to just go over to it and like ooh, let's look at slaughterhouse this looks like a fun ramp um so i no, I, yeah i loved i loved blockbuster i spent so many nights in there begging my parents for us to go in there in fact there used to be a blockbuster on the gold mile in frederick in that little shopping center across from the mall and that is a famous family story of ours because the day my sister got her permit amy drove into that blockbuster <laughs> and i was in the car drove into how far into the blockbuster did you get was it a full we, blues we brothers broke one of the pillars fuck we broke yeah. one of the pillars that's holding the building up yep <laughs> Hell ah. yeah. Turn up, Amy. Get your fucking, get your man. She's, she's like, I'm such a good driver. Shifts from park into drive. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I'm like, we were just returning a movie. Do we still have time? <laughs> it's, fu it's funny that you mentioned bad driving. I have uh, my friend, my dearest friend and former guest on the show. If you go way back in the archives to the original Dawn of the Dead episode that we did a couple of years ago, uh, there is my friend Sean Laskowitz, childhood uh, friend. Uh, it was a horrible alcoholic. And I mean, 
top-notch bad. He's been clean for at least a decade now of all. He had, uh, he had one of those blowers in his car to just to run it. He yeah, he was he was he's he had more interlocks on his car than a fucking uh I don't know, somebody who also got a lot of interlocks, I guess. But yeah, there was probably a portion in his 20s where it was just like I don't remember him not having a blower in the car. And I also remember him still drinking and be like, I can, all I got to do is blow and then I can drink and then make it 15 minutes to where I got to go. And then I do remember having, seeing him have a friend that would blow in the thing for him so that he could get to his next spot. It was a bad, dark time for him. But I remember, (laughs) God damn it. One of the funniest fucking things I ever saw. We went to, uh, the, uh, and I think I think we're good on the statute of limitations for this being because uh, this was th- this was a crime that was committed a hundred percent. We were like, Sean, you are far too drunk to drive right now, and he's like, I'm fucking fine. And I was like, famous last words. We watched him pull away from uh, the pub dog in Columbia. And as he left the parking lot to turn into still the parking lot, but like the road that leads you to the road, I saw him go 30 miles per hour into a fucking really high curb, completely ruin his, popped his tire, bent his axle, popped his uh popped his uh, uh airbags in his face sh- and he literally made it maybe a hundred yards away from us so we watched all of this happen him pull away immediately crash the car <laughs> and then he didn't have anybody in the car he comes out his face looks like it's been fucking punched because he got hit by the airbag and he just yells at us he goes chris we gotta get the fuck out of here <laughs> 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 and- and so we, <laughs> I got in, I got into his car and drove it as it just grinded the wheel, like into the thing, like, like this and parked it. And then, uh, he woke up the next day, very, very embarrassed. And, uh, honestly, that was the last straw. He never drank after that day, which was really good. He had his, he had his coming of age story right there. Uh, and I've been very happy for him since that day. So, Wow. Yeah. Men are stupid. Well, yeah, we've never argued that point. Um <laughs> Oh, by the way, uh Pub Dog is the only place in that shopping center to survive the uh gas blast that pretty much destroyed everything else and they had to raise it. Yeah, I saw that. I haven't driven past it yet. Have they rebuilt it yet? Everything's rebuilt and that Pub Dog reopened. Fuck yeah. I'm gonna go back there even though their beer just tastes like they put a flavor packet in it. I don't care. I want two for four and a shitty pizza hook me up um but back to leprechaun guys uh this movie again it's the most comedic they do have some uh i find this in most cases when you make a shitty sequel to a movie you always have to have one horror icon that's thrown in there and this one uh they really went down the ladder and got caroline williams jeremy caroline williams is famous for what uh somebody that i actually met at uh I think it was uh Chiller and that would be the the uh famous stretch. Yes. Uh, part 2. Probably one of the greatest screaming females in any uh horror film just really just got the the, the chops of <laughs> I will say she is the I I don't know if the best screamer but certainly the sweatiest. Every time she was screaming there was just a moistness on her forehead that looked like she was about to sing Coolio's Gangster's Paradise. Um it's 
excuse me. I'm the sweatiest. Stop taking my titles away. <laughs> By far, one of the one of the actresses has gone further than any other to have a chainsaw actually between her crotch. Yeah, that is true. Except for that one episode of the Twilight or of the uh, Tales from the Crypt, where Joe Pesci gets split in half by the twins that he's also saying he's a twin by, and they slice him up dick wise first, and then uh, we never see another really good dick slice until you get to Terrifier, which just you know recently came out in the last couple of years. So, um, I really, I really had to give this quick two cents of out of all my video stores, there was the best video store down by Snowden where that pub dog was. Yeah, that was a good ass one. Hell yeah. Hey, Eric, real quick, and this is true for Jeremy as well, question. Do you like your dicks thin sliced or country sliced? Do you like it thicker or do you like it thin? Oh, I'm a Canadian style dick slice for sure, 100%. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, if I if it was sliced the other way, it'd make for a good like pepperoni pizza. Um, no, but seriously, <laughs> uh, the thing that made that video store so good is because it was they had the cult section. And that's where I found movies like The Toxic Avenger and Reflecting Skin. And, uh, you know, that was that was the cream of the crop. Oh, Koyani Sconci, of course. What about Faces of Death? Did you find, did you watch Faces of Death there? Yeah, yeah I did. But that, that that's, you know, it's so fake. Yeah. You, know, the- you, you see worse than that on the internet today. That is true. Um, so, uh, of course, we have Warwick Davis. We have a cast of unknowns, and we'll hop right into the breakdown. We get to meet a uh, uh, bum who is selling the statue of the uh, of the leprechaun uh, and walks out of the pawn shop with a solid $20. Uh, but uh, as soon as he takes the medallion off, Gupta, our Indian pawn shop owner here in Las Vegas, uh doesn't listen to the bum's warnings, takes it off, and we see the reanimated form of our sweet leprechaun as he goes and takes a chunk out of his ear. Mm, I like Indian food. So spicy. (laughs) Who are you? I'm a leprechaun, me lad. And you're a greedy thief. For trying to steal me gold, I'll be giving you some grief. Oh, and he just starts beating the shit out of this poor Indian man who's a small business owner here in Las Vegas uh, and uh, just really fucking reads him the riot act. Luckily, he's uh, he's able to beat fend him off by showing him the metal in his hand, which the leprechaun does not like. Uh, and he does notice that uh, he does he does see the giant pot of gold. He goes, this is Gupta's gold. Uh, so, uh, you know, men can't resist gold. This was just like another episode of Pawn Stars where they bring in like a, a, a statue of a leprechaun. He's like, well, I'm gonna have to get this authenticated. Like, well, this is an actual uh, leprechaun that you put this magic amulet and it turns him into stone and everything. Well, <laughs> I'm going to have to put this on auction. I'm not going to make much money. I'll give you 40 bucks. It's worth 100000 <laughs> Whatever, buddy. <laughs> we ain't going to meet in the middle. <laughs> I'm I'm John Schmalgus, and uh, this is Pawn Stars. John Schmalgus? Who the fuck is Jerry? <laughs> oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Son of of uh, Pawn Stars and my son Big Schmoss. Big yeah. Schmoss. <laughs> are your 
are are the people that work in your pawn stars just energy drinks? I have no I have no understanding of where this is coming from. And here's my big fat guy. He's the funny guy. He's a schmumblo. Schmumblo. Yeah. <laughs> well, technically, since they're from Europe, I think it should be prawn stars. <laughs> so next, it's the chutney. So, so next we meet uh, Tammy, who's played by Lee Armstrong. Uh, Tammy is going to be our heroine in this movie. Uh, Tammy, uh, uh, Lee Armstrong is famous for this movie because uh, she had done a couple of TV roles here and there, and then she made this fucking garbage movie and then retired from acting immediately. Uh, her last film was Leprechaun 3. Uh, she never got to make it to 90210 or anything higher than this. And, you know, God bless her. I think this was a good one to go Go out on top, a straight-to-VHS release of Leprechaun 3. Uh, like Jennifer Aniston never worked again after Leprechaun 1. Yeah, yeah she's like, I'm going to be the next Jennifer Aniston. Uh, uh, she got uh, she got to read for one role. It was uh, some show called Acquaintances, and that was it. And uh, next, uh, we also meet Scott, who's played by John Gaddins, and uh, she's having a bit of car trouble. He's a big goober, but it gives her a lift to work anyway. Gooped in the meantime is doing some research on a DVD-ROM. Now, Ashley, in your childhood, did you have educational DVD-ROMs that you got to throw in the PC and learn things? Yes. I had uh, a Lion King one because I, I came I came out of my mom's puss in 92. Um, so I had Lion King. I had Mookie Takes Manhattan, which was some alien that was in man it was very cute um and i had carmen san diego which is a little educational a little oh bit. Yeah, yeah um and then my dad would push me off the computer so he could play mist and doom oh well i mean was that doom one or two one yes <laughs> why were you excited about that so look um uh, now <laughs> my favorite dvd rom from back in the day uh again this is a story about my friend uh sean laskowitz i'm glad we get to bring him up twice in one episode but his older brother his name was eric and eric used to uh like to harass us constantly he was the classic like he was literally wayne from the wonder years like he was just like what's up butthead like that and one day, uh, he throws in this DVD uh, ROM into the into like this Windows ninety five fucking Hewlett Packard that they had because Sean had a fancy computer for ninety five, and it was called it was this game oh, called yeah. it was this game called the Spider Man Comic Book Maker. Okay, so um, okay, it, it was it gave you the ability to like animate Spider Man characters and plug them in places and make your living comic book and we left eric alone downstairs because he would get really angry and violent with us if he told us to leave the room so we did and we came back he's like here come in here look at this and <laughs> he had made a comic book that read something like this sean was spider-man he was just like this is sean laskowitz and the story of a gay man living in the 90s and then all of a sudden <laughs> sudden i ran in as a bald person who worked at the daily bugle with his hands going up like this is like sean sean it's me your gay lover eric and he spent 45 minutes crafting this and then what having us watch that laugh uncontrollably <laughs> so, 
hey, hey, look at this. You guys are gay. <laughs> <laughs> it literally, it literally was just that. And I'm not gonna lie. It was a good bit. It was a good bit. It got it's, me good. It's so weird the way boys pick on each other. I just don't get it as a girl. It was just like, you're fat. <laughs> See, we, we stepped up our game with boys. You weren't only fat, you're also gay. <laughs> we added oh, the sorry. extra layer. I'm sorry. Is this the Come Town podcast? <laughs> Take it somewhere else. Listen, I can't change my 1995. It's just how it was. Uh <laughs> So uh, we then move on from there. Uh, he puts in this DVD and starts doing research about leprechauns. And I love just the shitty graphics of it. He's like, how do I look up leprechaun? By the way, how do I don't know how to spell leprechaun. There's C's, H's, U's, and A's in there. It's way too hard of a word to spell for sure. It's, it's like leprechaun, like, yeah, like I, Chris Chan. It's leprechaun. <laughs> And, and what makes me feel bad is that this man who's clearly first language is not English in this movie, nails it on his first try. And it's, and we're, we're to believe that this ROM technology has autocorrect that knows what you're trying to spell. I don't think so. Also, there's literally only six options to choose from. He could have just probably scrolled. How much does it have on there about these cryptids? I don't I like know. That one of the options was unicorn. Yeah. There <laughs> I did see the unicorn up there. Uh, so uh, Gupta then uh, does this research. And meanwhile, the leprechaun realizes that he's dropped one of his coins back in the main part of the pawn shop. And that is not going to be good. He needs his shilling. Scott drops her off at the Lucky Shamrock to uh, because she's a magician's assistant. Uh, she works for the, uh, the great Fazio, which is the worst name. I would never see a magician name the great Fazio ever there's nothing just immediately I'm off the, the great Fazio was also great on the Muppets yes yes and uh she agrees to just let this stranger in who she's met for five minutes into uh into the casino even though he's underage she's just like well you got me to work guess what go ahead and hop in but no gambling of course he's not gonna abide by her rules he's in the big city of las vegas now now gupta meanwhile is watching this dvd and prepping himself and loading up his gun at one point he licks it and puts it in his own mouth which i feel like is bad gun safety uh i know that's how me and uh our dad taught us how to shoot but we learned later not to do that well eric's eric's right it's a safety issue you need to put it in your holster which is you gotta spread your legs (laughs) you gotta find the opening and put it in your lady holster (laughs) My lady, are you keister in a thirty-eight mag right there, right down there? Hey, hey, it's a thirty-eight special. <laughs> oh gosh, I don't like the sound that it makes when it pulls out. It just like, and it's just. <laughs> And then, like, by the way, every time I queef, it's a misfire. Yeah. Every time you have to pull, draw your gun, it sounds like you're breaking Newt out of a fucking alien nest. (laughs) By the way, uh, it's it's ported for her pleasure. Ah, hell yeah. Hell yeah. So, uh... (laughs) Uh, he does find his shilling, uh, but we also learn that for each shilling, you get one wish, which is uh, it's a nice little ad. I don't think this happened in Leprechaun. Is this a thing in Leprechaun 1 or 2 that you get one wish when you get a coin, or was this in Leprechaun 3 as a new thing? 
Because before it was just like you had the goal and you tried to. I was thinking it was in two. Okay. Well, we've never done two. I can't can't remember though. Okay. Well, maybe next year we'll find out what happens in two and we'll we'll update this episode. No, I don't want to go backwards. Only forwards. Progressive. We've done nothing. We've done this completely. We've done Leprechaun in Space. We've done Leprechaun in the Hood. And now we're doing my favorite Leprechaun 3. So uh, I give up. The leprechauns are like the cheap demons because, like, with a gin you'll get three, but with a leprechaun you'll only get one. Yeah, gosh. Um, so Goot- wait, <laughs> are you saying leprechauns are the are the women of the workplace? You're like, look, men, <laughs> men make more than women. Leprechauns make less than gin. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, I, I wasn't making it a woman or man thing. I'm just saying that it's like as the demons, they're just kind of like the cheaper yeah, demons. Ashley, we don't want to, inf- we we're not trying to insinuate that women are allowed to make money. That's the number one thing that we want to yeah. we want to hammer home. <laughs> yeah, God, God forbid that my wife should make twice as much as me. <laughs> well, well, Jeremy, she does. Look at her; she's a, she's a specimen. Um, so look. As we move on, we have uh, he goes out in search for our little pint-sized terror because he Gupta wants the rest of the gold. Uh, Leprechaun uh, stashes his gold in a safe, fucks Gupta up with uh, by using his magic to get a uh, a stone angel to shoot a fucking arrow into his arm. Uh, but luckily, Gupta's got the upper hand because he shoves the metal right in that fucker's mouth, and it makes it look like he got a fucking uh, a whole bunch of Mentos and and Coke in his mouth. Starts foaming and all this green shit out uh so he's got the upper hand but he still does want his shilling we go on back to find out more about fazio and we meet loretta who is uh who's played by the very lovely the very talented miss caroline williams and uh they're a bit of a he's the magic act she's wants to be that but she's too fat by the way and i need to mention this uh, Loretta Williams looks stunning in her Peg Bundy outfit at the beginning of this. I am into it, okay? And I didn't know this until I got older. I got a Peg Bundy thing, okay? It's in me. It's ingrained. I can't turn it off. And I got to be honest with you, later when she changes, I'm out, okay? So... I'm watching this unfold and uh they're a bit of a they're a bit of a thing, right? Uh but the boss really likes Tammy because Tammy is beautiful and stunning and will replace our current magician uh after she learns the ropes. Uh Scott then takes all of his tuition money uh and makes it into chips so he can sit and play the shittiest odds game, which is roulette. There's no good way, there's no system for roulette, okay? You just go there and you hope you get lucky. It the odds are horrible they're always in favor of the house it is a big payout it is literally just playing the lottery every single time uh not good so can i I point out something that's very uh obnoxious to the numismatics of this film is that the close-up is obviously of like a, a spanish king and these are espudos definitely not shillings oh that is true jeremy that is true but that's because the the uh, the leprechaun is an ancient being throughout time, it, and it wasn't until I went to Ireland that I knew this is how I had to live. It's they're they're escudos. They're not they're not shillings. I I I know, but he calls them shillings because he's Irish. Aren't shillings their currency? 
Right. If it was a shilling, it would be a shilling or a gold shilling. It wouldn't be Spanish money. Yeah, but he just calls it like that. Like if I get a if I get a ruble here, I will call it a Russian dollar. You know what I mean? Or right now, currently, I call it toilet paper for the things they've been doing. But um, <laughs> although rubles, I don't like that they have paper rubles. They sound like they need to be physical things. They like I I imagine I've never seen a ruble before, but I imagine them looking like dice that you play a tabletop game with. I forget. I forget. I, I'm a little bit of a numismatic, but I remember just finding like money from other countries that was actually made of plastic i'm like oh my gosh how bad do you have to be of a country to make your money out of plastic when i when i lived in australia there was a lot oh in nicaragua there was a lot of the money that was like plastic and i was like oh my god i was like i can wipe my butthole with this and rewash it I was pooping in holes back then. I love, I mean, there is something to be said about having plastic money because technically a plastic dollar will not biodegrade and ruin things, which is better than an actual dollar. I mean, those things rot. Can you imagine how nice it must be to be a Nicaraguan hooker? (laughs) You can just wipe off those dollars. I like it because you can immediately take right off. I I imagine it's really cool because you get all those plastic tokens after you do your little sexy dance, and then you can take them back and make creepy crawlers and Hot Wheels out of them in your Easy Bake Oven. That's pretty tight. <laughs> you keep. Oh my god! And you know what she's you know what she's saving up all her coins for? She's like, you know what I really want? The main prize. I I want a I want a container of Plan B. <laughs> she's like but i haven't had i haven't had enough tickets and i'm running out of time (laughs) we also get introduced to uh art who is the mob guy and also the comic relief i like that he is the 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 tough guys in the thing are also the jokesters i will say i do love their bit later i didn't write it down where it drops in the story but when they're talking about what underwear to to wear i really enjoyed that little bit that they left in there he was just like the one guy's wearing boxers the other guy's wearing briefs he's like i kind of wish i was wearing briefs he was just like yeah i don't feel like a man when i wear them he's like i feel less of a man when i wear this and it's a it's a nice little back and forth i did enjoy that now gupta who is an idiot still tries to negotiate for to go half and half he's like i'll give you the medal if you give me the gold and he's just like uh yeah just put that away real quick yokes it up with magic uh, with a magic he uses to fucking use a uh, a fishing pole gets the medal away from him and then strangles him to death with a telephone cord Meanwhile, Scott's over at the casino losing his ass because he doesn't know how to play roulette. Also, the house is cheating on top of that. It doesn't make any sense. Roulette is already a shit game. You don't need a magnet to make it a worse shit game. Uh, But indeed, that is what's happening uh, so that he even loses worse than that. Uh, Loretta then just says, hey, why don't you just go pawn your granddad's watch? You're due for a hot streak. And that's not how anything works. And it's not even how dealers work at the place. They will literally tell you, like, you should probably stop now because I feel bad for you as a human. Please don't gamble anymore. Uh, They would not tell you to also gamble your grandfather's watch away. I hate that scene in a casino when uh, Robert Duke, Robert De Niro realizes that they're using a magic leprechaun coin to win and they have to beat their hands with hammers in the back room. 
<laughs> there's also there's also no such thing as having a hot hand in roulette. That's not a that's not a thing at all. They're like you're due to get hot right now. I'm like you might win one. I don't know. It's bothering me that they don't know how roulette works, but that's fine. You obviously haven't seen the pickup artist with um, Robert Downey Downey Jr. and when he wins the roulette with Molly Ringwald. No, but I am going to see a lot of Robert Downsey Jr.'s next week at the Polar Bear Plunge. So come out, holler at your boy. I'll be performing comedy live there with a lot of people. It'll be fun. And at 106, I need to make an edit. So uh, <laughs> as the as it all goes, uh, Scott goes to go and uh, uh, pawn his... Uh, fucking thing and he finds the dead body of Gupta but also finds the uh, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for finds the shilling I guess that's sitting there and then makes a wish says I wish I was back at the roulette table on a hot streak and sure enough just as the as the leprechaun's about to uh chop him in two he fucking disappears and he's back at the roulette table and he's got a big stack of chips and he's fucking killing it and he keeps putting the shilling on top of his bet and it moves to the right number that it's going to be next which is pretty cool i would love to do that also if you did that twice with a small bet why would you not do a much larger bet if you know automatically after it's worked twice? Why not the third one double up your shit right right then and there? Or take the $20,000 out and then bet everything on one, and then he would have made so much more. Basically, what I'm trying to say is Scott is a not smart man. I, I think it's kind of amazing. He uses the uh, the golden escudo like uh, kind of like a Ouija board on the uh, roulette table, but also... Uh, it's kind of scary that when you make a wish, it almost burns a giant thing in your hand as it just lights up to like magnesium heat. So that is, I hate when that happens. That is true. Uh, so they shut down the table. It even disables the magnet that's fucking him over. Uh, uh, Scott then goes and sees Tammy and, and convinces him to go back up to your room. You have way too much money. That's a hundred thousand dollars, which in today's money will, uh, well, in like a couple months, will buy you one loaf of bread and you can, uh, convinces him to go stay up in his room until she gets off and they can talk about it more. Uh, Leprechaun now is fucking on the streets of Vegas. He loves it. He's accepted. And he runs into an Elvis impersonator who's just like, thank you very much. And I got to be honest with you, fucking Warwick Davis in this movie, he stretches his acting chops. You get an Elvis impersonator, little Leprechaun, who he, he actually kind of nails. And then later in this death scene, he plays like, 12 other variations or like three other variations of like infomercial versions of the leprechaun and i loved each and every one of these iterations hands down no okay so um in the meantime fazio and loretta are planning to steal all of what's his name's winnings as well as that gold coin because loretta thinks it does have some special powers um so they team up they're ready to do their thing uh leprechaun then strong arms the strong the uh the goons that are there and turns the one guy into a fucking slot machine by putting a coin into his mouth pretty strong move uh by him uh fazio is able to then steal the coin from scott and he also has a flat 
flashbang, which I think is very funny for a shitty magician to just have a smoke bomb ready to go. I, where do we get smoke bombs? Because I want to start leaving places like that. Like, all right, see y'all later. And just like this and drop one and disappear. I'm going to get, I'm going to get some, I'm going to, this is going to be a bit when I leave everyone. Okay. Well, you, Hey, we walk me outside. <laughs> and everybody remembers that's when Magoobies burned down. Well, the funniest part yeah. is like, I'll do it. And like, the one part I don't understand is you just look like a hundred feet away. Like, Hey, Hey, that guy's still running away. Where the smoke is it? I can see him. <laughs> He's right over there. I can see him running away. Why is he still running? And then after you use the smoke bomb, I'm like, hmm, I think he also used a stink bomb. And they're like, no, Eric just does. He just farts when he runs. <laughs> and that's what makes Batman so cool, because he's like a magician. Smoke bomb. And I'm out of here on my magic uh, um, cable. So. Yeah, they, I would love that would be a great Internet video of like Batman disappearing with a smoke bomb. And then just like, hey, I can look. He's right there. He's just out of the smoke now. I've seen. I can see where he's going. Immediately. <laughs> and speaking of smoke bombs, very important when you're raiding a death stash in uh, Call of Duty, because otherwise True somebody that. will just shoot your ass. So, uh, just as uh, Fazio steals the coin, throws a silk shirt in his face, vanishes through the smoke, entering the room at the same time is the indeed the uh the nefarious leprechaun uh who goes ahead and bites scott in the arm and then scott just takes a steak knife and jams it into his eye and the part that i laughed the hardest at as the leprechaun starts bleeding into his uh skin which will come in important he fucking chucks the leprechaun out of a window like a chucky doll <laughs> i must have wound that back like three or four times laughing hysterically i i am a sucker for a bad like dummy falling out of like a high place thing where it look it not even before it hits it looks fake the second it exits the roof i never don't laugh at that by, by the way one of the favorite money python sketches is like here is an unsuccessful uh door-to-door salesman as he flies out the window and then there's like oh and here are Two unsuccessful door-to-door and two fake bodies out of the window. But another another important thing I think we forgot about this movie was like, how, what is the bite count of this movie? Isn't there at least four or five biting yes, scenes? Yes, he just bites the shit out of everybody. More than I would say. I wonder who bites more. Is, is it? Is there a child's play movie where Chucky bites more than the Leprechaun does in this? Chucky film? likes to bite too. And also, I must. I must uh, thank you very much for the uh, the new Boba Fett series. That of course, when they introduce the uh, the bad guy dog face men that aren't exactly Wookies, they're just dog faces. And if and of course, as soon as the Mandalorian starts fighting, of course they go right to biting because yeah, they're yeah. dogs. Yeah. <laughs> I did. Did you pick up when they walked in? There was a group of them all playing cards that made me laugh right away. Like they're gambling. <laughs> I did notice that. It was funny, funny little touch to the Mandalorian. Uh, but uh, as he gets thrown and chucked out of this window, uh, 
we then see that the the boss uh Loretta gets the thing and then from Loretta the boss takes the coin and then inadvertently makes a wish uh that the uh Tammy will fall in love with him basically uh he was like yeah that ba- that brother want me they and then all of a sudden sure enough she falls into a trance and uh we uh she takes him up to uh he takes her up to his special room and uh, she starts uh, doing a little lap dance for him and things are getting hot and heavy. Meanwhile, we notice that Scott and the leprechaun blood that got into his wound starts loving potatoes because he's starting to become a leprechaun himself as this fucking thing go- roller coaster goes on. Next, we see. Can I? I'm so sorry to interrupt. Can I just point out that this is the most white racism I've ever seen in my life that they're like oh you've been bitten by a leprechaun you start loving potatoes (laughs) (laughs) oh don't go out into the sunlight otherwise you'll get so many freckles you'll look like me Uh, did you want did you want some corona no I want only Mickey's that's the only brand I drink I only want Guinness, and at the end of your figure transfiguration, you turn into Conan O'Brien. Oh, God, the best fighter in the world is Conor McGregor. Of course he is. Even oh, though my he- God. <laughs> Why is my hair turning red? Ah! So, uh, of course, the leprechaun goes to seek out his gold, but before he can get to Mitch, Loretta steals the coin back. As soon as she steals it, uh, what Tammy falls out of her trance, knees him in the balls, and he's left to his own devices there. Uh, Leprechaun then uh, goes to pay Mitch a visit and uh, uh, makes a, a, a hot lady with rockin' tits appear on the screen right here. And uh, she comes out of the TV very sensually and uh, starts hopping on top of old Mitch and... Uh, as that happens, Tammy comes down the elevator. Scott walks up and goes, what happened? He's like, well, let me give this gangster a little bit of my mind for messing with my girl. He's going to go up and confront her. But by the time they get up there, uh, which is very funny. This is the part I was talking about where he like at one part, uh, the leprechaun is on TV. He's a preacher. And another scene, he's like Miss Cleo. It's very, very good. And we get to see a lot of chef's kiss good work, David Davis chops here. Probably the height of the uh, Psychic Friends Network, and also the the fact that um, they never saw that they were going to go bankrupt. That is true. They never saw it coming. But such is life. And uh, just as uh, the this kill is very weird because when the Leprechaun finally reveals himself, he just turns. Uh, the the really hot hooker that's on top of him into a robot hooker that still has tits. Okay, it's the only thing that look. It has a realistic rack, a face that looks like it was cut off of a blow up doll, and then wires that look like something out of the movie Virus we did a couple weeks ago. Uh, can, I, can I say this probably was the uh, inspiration for Virus? You think this this was it? They saw this. They're like. I think we're sitting on a gold mine right now. And we want to make an entire movie of this. I want you to think Runaway with Gene Simmons meets Leprechaun 3. That's our virus. And and Ghost Ship. Yes, and Ghost Ship. (laughs) So, uh... He uh uh the the robot then shocks him to death, which I don't understand. He's a magical being. Why is he making something mechanical? Nothing makes sense in this world. Ca- 
cats and dogs are living together. We're in Leprechaun 3. It so, came out of the TV, hence it was TV. Hence, you know, he works with what he can, so... That makes sense. It does make sense. So uh, he gets zapped to death. Scott shows up just in time to find the dead body, but the goons are then showing up. Uh, but luckily, Scott has a fucking master plan when he confronts the leprechaun. You know what he does? He just picks up a statue and throws it at him. It's enough to hold him. This is a guy who got stabbed with a steak knife and thrown out of a 10-story building, and a plastic statue is enough to like, ah, I'm stunned now. <laughs> <laughs> the consistency in this film is probably you know my what? favorite thing. Oh, you know it's also good to fight leprechauns with a big baseball to the head. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll get to that. It, it, literally, honestly, Kevin McAllister would destroy the leprechaun at this point. Uh, you're telling me one paint can to that little fucker's midget body doesn't completely eviscerate him? A hundred percent it does. Um, so... We see that uh, he then rips one of the goons' eyes out with the fucking pointy end of his shillelagh, and then uh, they roughs up the goons pretty bad, kills them. It's fun. Loretta, in the meantime, is downstairs, though, and she wants to be a beauty again, and she does. She wishes to be a hot piece of aish once again, and I got to be honest with you, I've never been more disappointed in a transformation in my entire life because Loretta before the transformation... I'm into. I'm down with it. I I like what's happening. She gets completely shortcut, smaller breasts. Everything just goes down. I'm like, no, you ruined it. What did you do, you idiot? And I I was very disappointed in that. I was like, this is the worst wish ever. Um, I say the same thing every time Eric tries to lose weight. I'm like, you keep those titties. <laughs> <laughs> I still have them. Um, so, so she does that, and did then you um, when, did, you, did you say when Eric loses weight? Yeah. Are you saying that? Are you just saying I don't never lost weight? He's like I'm always fat. Um, you and me we're the same. Don't don't you ever say that? Um, <laughs> you've never hit three hundred, have you? I've been three, I've been three sixty before, yeah. I oh, I wanted oh, to get to the weight of my favorite Xbox, so uh, that was a goal of mine. I achieved it, and I came back down. But when I got to when they came out with Xbox One, I was like, "This is an unrealistic body goal." So I had to tap out, you unfortunately. Know. Huh? What are you now? Probably about I'd say probably I'm probably hovering around two seventy or two eighty right now. I don't oh. really weigh myself regularly, but knowing my body and how fat it is, I'm about there. Yeah, but what are you? What are you? Five five ten five eleven five eleven? Correct. Yes. Although I think I've shrunk. I think I used to be six one. I think I'm like down to six, if not five eleven. So, I mean, if we're comparing bodies, Jeremy, come on. Let's be real, realistic. Come on, I got it. I know um, my wife gave me a really good compliment. She said you lost a shit ton of weight, and I'm like, yes, you have, Jeremy. You do look good. I don't hey, like you know, the fact that I'm dying soon. It's great. <laughs> I'm losing Jer so much weight, Jeremy. You lost so much weight that now I pick up a cookie and I'm like, I should put this down. Uh, <laughs> you've inspired me. Um, no, I'm thinking like 20 more pounds. I can keep down a job for like a year. Fuck yeah, dude. Get your dicks. Yeah, hell yeah. So uh, 
now that he's he's uh, now that Loretta has lost her coin to Fazio, who has stole it. Uh, of course, the leprechaun comes to visit her, and what is very probably one of the funniest deaths in this movie. Uh, he goes, "I'll give you some work and make you things like this," and so he just makes her boobs, lips, and ass get to astronomical levels. Uh, at least for 1995, but uh, ooh, huh. you see that. There you go. Uh, so uh makes it get to astronomical levels and they pull an old Monty Python bit, which is like the super fat guy. Eventually she just all of those parts explodes and she turns into it's funny, it's not even bloody when she explodes. She looks like she just explodes into pulled pork. And I don't know how to explain it other than just watch the movie and check it out and see if I'm wrong. The saddest part is that she couldn't get through that doorway because of her ass. Yeah, yeah, because that would have helped. <laughs> although although her head actually exploding was kind of impressive that was pretty cool i also like the lips that literally just i it looks like they just put giant bouncy balls and glued them to her face and then just put a quick little latex over top of them and, and sadly are very close to the normal hollywood uh lip jobs that are given today like oh well you you paid a lot for this plastic surgery you look freakishly horrible now and you should have just stayed with what you had instead of paying for this because it's horrible. Oh, I agree. I mean, I, I I like it that everybody wants to look like a freak of nature. But hey, you know what? To each their own. If you're happy, which you aren't, um, go for it. I, I mean, that's a, that's. A... <laughs> go out, lay out, lay out in the sun until your your skin looks so leathery that you look like a fucking freak of nature so because you you can't you can't fight time yeah well i like it i like that plastic surgery is really just making you look like the uh the landlord from something about mary like that's the best thing that you can attain through plastic surgery terry gilliam makes fun of this the best in uh the movie brazil so i've never seen brazil is that a good movie jeremy should i watch it that'll be on the list that's gonna be on the list we'll, we'll talk about it so uh it's so, only like five hours long. Yeah, hard pass. So uh, Loretta then uh, gets it next. Um, she's dead and out of the question. But Tammy and Scott go back to the pawn shop where he's now more leprechaun than he's ever been. Uh, you find out that the metal's making him sick. They find the pot of gold. They say they should destroy it, but he loves it too much. Maybe we keep the gold and study it. And now we have two shitty leprechaun impersonations that are going on simultaneously yeah. in the film. Uh, the real leprechaun show Shows up and you know how they stop it you know if you have a diabolical magical being that could kill you with a mere thought or a spell jeremy how, what do you do to stop that um hold your your hand to his forehead that would make sense maybe even say an incantation perhaps fight magic with magic no what she does is she throws a baseball at him because she used to play for the vegas all-stars ba- baseball team so she's she stops him with a baseball <laughs> uh so goddamn ridiculous i love it so uh next i don't understand we're out here trying to steal everything and, and we're not supposed to steal anything 
<laughs> Next, they go to the hospital uh, to examine our new half leprechaun uh, because he sure is not looking good. Uh, in the meet, uh, while that's happening, Doctor Leprechaun in- infiltrates very easily with a very cute little Scrubs outfit that he throws on. I gotta say, adorable to see Doctor Leprechaun also in the uh, in the house. Uh, leprechaun finds Tammy and ties her up on a gurney. Scott then, as a, a mostly leprechaun by this point. For himself with his leprechaun powers and goes to seek his evil brother from hell they have a little magic off but the real savior of the day is tammy who takes the metal and fends off the other leprechaun the evil one uh but during this confrontation and this really bad magic off, Scott does mention that fazio is the one with the real coin now Fazio has wished that his show would just be the best show in all of Vegas. And he's out there killing it. He looks like he went from like a bad uh, uh, half a Siegfried and Roy puffy shirt one to now he sometimes he just looks like Metro or Meteor Man is the best way to describe it. It's not a good time. What do you want, Susie? Golly, I'm, I'm trying to finish up here. What do you want? Have your snack, please. Go. Whatever whatever makes you leave. No, I'm just kidding. No, go get a snack. Um, that was my daughter, Susie. Shout outs to everybody on the internet who got to hear her right there. Now, hey, Susie. I love you. Go get a snack. You idiot. Anyway, so... Uh, he's killing it now. He gets to do his final uh, thing because he has a flamethrower that he's been trying to incorporate into earlier acts in the movie, but the boss had kept shooting it down. But now he's the world's greatest magician. Of course he's going to do it. But, of course, the leprechaun shows up so he get his last little shilling off of him and uh, puts him in the little cutting box. And I think this is probably the coolest death of the movie uh, outside of the exploding body parts from the lady earlier. He takes a... I, I, the only thing I don't like is that he has an electric, uh, an electric chainsaw. But he electric chainsaws the magician in half and then opens it up and his body parts all spill out. I was like, pretty cool effect. I liked it overall. Um, and then as that's happening of course our heroes show up our leprechaun Scott as well as Tammy are on the scene uh, they immediately say get the fuck out of here this is real that's a super dismembered guy and all pandemonium breaks loose and you think that it's going to be like a scene from the movie Wishmaster where it's just like mass death of everybody but instead it's just three stooges people tripping into fountains and knocking over chips on the table like it is a fight for your right to party video I was a little bit disappointed but we are dealing with a direct to VHS uh, release of the movie Leprechaun will take what we can get. So uh, they then have a little show off and uh, he tries to use some magic, but ultimately the flamethrower is king. He goes to point the flamethrower at it, offers him the gold. Scott makes the right choice, burns the gold, which immediately ignites the fucking leprechaun on fire who starts flying around like a phoenix within the little auditorium there, crashes to the ground looking like one of the gremlins at the end after he gets way too much fucking sunlight on him and melts uh bringing an end to our sweet leprechaun i'm going to assume that they didn't get an animatronic burning 
leprechaun to be on a little wire and that it was actually a little midget on a wire actually burning midair moving his little arms the way they, they just actually killed a little person like it was the a little person on fire on a wire it so. was one of the the duggers from big people little worlds like oh this is the kid that we're not going to sign to the show go ahead burn him to death for leprechaun 3 we're willing I, to do it i wanted to uh give my favorite uh voiceover to the end of leprechaun okay um, I, I don't know if you have any music for this, but uh, um, yeah, yeah, I could get a, I can get you a little, uh, uh, um, I can get you a little, um, uh, uh, fucking background music. Here we go. Um, we'll do this. Demon dogs. Go ahead. No matter how big a guy you might be, Leprechaun would take him on. You beat Leprechaun with fists, he comes back at you with a bat. You beat him with a knife, he comes back at you with a gun. If you beat him with a gun, you better kill him, because he'll keep coming back and back until one of you is dead. go all right i like it for combat that was good uh so the leprechaun has been defeated his gold destroyed uh scott returned back to his original form and a love bond uh made between tammy and scott and that brings us to an end of leprechaun three the next stop is space and you can go back in our archives to go experience that uh, a perfect St. Patty's Day movie for your horror pleasure. Jeremy, your final thoughts on The Leprechaun 3. Uh, you know, it's it's great to know that uh, Warwick Davis didn't mention this in <laughs> Life is Too Short <laughs> between Willow. And he always goes back to the Return of the Jedi. So, <sighs> Yeah, I agree. Um, I would say um, I like Leprechaun 3. It's one of my uh, my favorite installments of the movie. Uh, fun fact about it, you should check it out. It's not a great movie, but it's it's a fun one to watch. Turn your brain off to get a good laugh in. Uh, but I will say, Jeremy, I had, to, um, I had the choice to rent this movie on YouTube, okay? So renting it on YouTube was $3.99 for high definition. Buying it so that I could own through YouTube on standard definition, also three ninety nine. So now this is the first movie I own through YouTube. Is this this uh, uh, Leprechaun three movie? So shout outs. Go ahead, watch yourself some Leprechaun. Enjoy yourself. Uh, we lost Ashley Pontius on her drive away here, but uh, you can catch all her shit at Ashley Pontius Laughs. Uh, She's got shows and shit coming up. Check her out. Uh, She needs it. We got an economy uh, that's on the fucking decline, and we're going to need some of your money to 
pay the bills. You can get to all things Eric Comedy at ericcomedy.com. It's Eric with a K, Comedy with a C. I'll be at the DC Improv and some other places coming on up soon, so buy your tickets there. Um, other than that, you know, check out our merch store. If you haven't been there in a while, get yourself some quality time gear, adorn it with on your body, and you will get pussy or dick. You choose the sex organ. Jeremy, take us out of here. Fighting Irish will eventually take over the world once we sober up. <laughs> <laughs>